What's up, everyone? Welcome back. Thank you for joining us on yet another episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman, and the song you just heard is Waking the Demon by Bullet For My Valentine, and it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, Trevor Franklin. Trevor Franklin was a force at the D2 level. He was a two-time national champ for Upper Iowa University. He won it at both 125 and 133, while also being named the 2011-2012 NCAA Division II Wrestler of the Year. He was just the fifth recipient at the time to ever win the award. Uh, Franklin uh, is from South New Berlin, New York, where he won a state title competing for Unadilla Valley High School. Another great story from another great person in the sport of wrestling. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy Trevor Franklin. When I was there, so we didn't really cross paths because I was only there for like a semester. But you came in second semester and... You didn't do any school the first semester. What? Why was that exactly? So actually, when I came out of high school, um, I went, you know, I had a couple of small D1 offers and uh, I, I eventually decided I was going to go to Binghamton University. Um, in order to do that, they wanted me to get my GPA up a little bit. So I took a year after high school and I went to like a local community college um, to try to boost, to try to boost that up. And although they didn't offer wrestling, it still affected my eligibility by a year. So, um, that caused me to, while I was at upper Iowa, um, in order to get, you know, all the shots at nationals, I had to do two half years to make up for it. So I, I just did second semester for those two years. Interesting. I didn't, I guess I didn't realize that that would affect your eligibility. I didn't even put it together, I guess. Yeah. So <laughs> it ended up working out in the end, you know, yeah. extended, extended the career a little bit, but um, mm-hmm. no, that that's the whole reasoning behind it there. Yeah. Cause you've got, so yeah, you got your four years of wrestling in any way, basically because of how you scheduled your classes, right? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Okay. How, how challenging was that to like, you know, not be wrestling first semester because like could you even be part of the team since you weren't enrolled or no during those times i was actually back east i i was staying with my dad in pittsburgh and um we were working construction so i would get you know obviously still staying in shape uh running and 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 working out what i could but mm-hmm. um it was kind of like just jumping right in the mix when i'd get back uh second semester and trying to catch up get in shape and usually i think the first competition was the Midwestern classic mm. and, you know, obviously wasn't in peak conditioning, when right. was, but, uh, still, still fared pretty well in that tournament. Um, I think I, I won it the one year and then took second the next year that I, that I did the half year. So, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't bad. Uh, like I said, I, I was still running and, and, uh, trying to stay in shape as much as I could in the off season. Yeah, one thing I guess I'd, I'll point out or, you know, I'm sure, you know, and every wrestler knows there's no way to prepare for like being in wrestling shape besides like just wrestling. Like, you know, I did cross country, Padretti did cross country. But once you hit the mat, man, it was just it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole different type of uh, of shape to be in. Yeah. So um, your so your sophomore year, so your freshman year you were behind Mumbolo, right? Who ended up being second, you know, going on to be second. And then the next year you insert to the lineup and you ended up winning it. Like, did you kind of come out of nowhere to win that one? Um, your first one? I, I don't know if I would say that. I think especially being from the East coast and moving to the Midwest, I think that uh, a lot of people, you know, they didn't have any visibility to me. Nobody really knew who I was mm-hmm. um, the first year as a red shirt. You know, I, I had conversations with Grim about, hey, uh, you know, pull my red shirt. You know, I, let me let me try out for the team. Let me uh, do some wrestle offs with these guys. You know, like, I think I, you know, I, I'd break the lineup. And yeah. you know, I was confident in myself that I probably could have won a national title that year at, yeah. at 135 or 133. Um, you know, me and Grim had the conversation. He said, you know, these guys have, have, have seniority. Let's get a year built up under you. You're only going to get better, um, you know let's, let's see what, let's just take it, you know, go crush some kids in the opens and, um, next year we'll get you in the lineup. So 
and I actually walked onto the team there. Um, kind of, it was like two weeks before season started, you know, Tyler hooked me up with Grimm and he flew me out. And so that first year I, I wasn't on a scholarship or anything. I kind of just was looking for some place to wrestle and, um, that's where I ended up. Really? So that was going to be kind of my next question is how you ended up at upper Iowa, Fayette, Iowa, like, you know, population 200, you know, from, <laughs> from the East coast, you know, um, with all those schools out there, like you said, Binghamton, you know, there's, I could go on and on, but you know, Buffalo, Hofstra, Cornell, Columbia, Lock Haven, Lehigh, Ryder, Penn, Bucknell, yep. Drexel, Clarion, like all these schools in your area and D one schools. And somehow you ended up in little Fayette, Iowa wrestling at upper Iowa, the only D two school in Iowa. Yeah, Uh, that's a, that's kind of, I I alluded to that a little bit earlier. There was, I, you know, I took my recruiting trips to, um, old dominion, sacred heart, Binghamton. There was, you know, I, I was really had my eyes set on D one and, um, you know, I was competing in college opens even when I was at, at Morrisville in that, in that down year, Mm -hmm. um, you know, really wrestling at, I wrestled at Buffalo. I competed against people like Mike C's and, and uh, you know, all those guys that, that, that were at the D one level and holding my own and, and doing fairly well. You know, I had a very close match with Mike C's who I think at the time was ranked 10th, 10th in the country or higher at D one. So um, I actually ended up going to Morrisville. My grades didn't get high enough to, you know, not exactly where I wanted them. So um it kind of limited my options. I was running out of time and, you know, my, my original plan with upper Iowa was go there for a year and then kind of transfer out. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, you know, you develop those relationships with your teammates and and the town and the people and your coach. And, you know, I was persuaded into uh, giving it another year and, and I ended up staying there my whole career. So it's a great environment, you know, (laughs) you know, great culture and, there's some great people out there. So are there not many D two schools out East or, um, you know, is it mostly just cluttered with those D one schools or what's um, kind of the landscape over, over there? Well, we have, we have quite a few D three schools as well. We've got Brockport, um, mm-hmm. Oneana, uh, I think, what is it? Um, Cortland oh, yes. has one. So mm-hmm. there's, there's a, some D three schools sprinkled in the mix, not a whole lot of D two schools. Um, there are some, as you know, in Ohio and, um, you know, Pennsylvania with Pitt Johnstown and, and those oh, yeah. guys, but not really local. I think the closest one's probably six hours or so. Mm-hmm. Is it, is it harder? Like, you know, I listed off some of those D one schools, or is it hard academically to get in some of those like Lehigh and Lock Haven and Penn Bucknell, like Hofstra, are those like higher academic schools too? It, uh, some of them are, um, mm-hmm. Binghamton's pretty, uh, pretty high in the academics, you know, obviously we've got Cornell, which is Ivy yeah. league. We've got, you know, I didn't really look into Hofstra and them so much being down in the city in long Island. It's not really, not really my thing. I kind of wanted <laughs> to stay a little rural, but, um, yeah, that, that you know, there's there's pretty high level academically for the D1 colleges in New York. Mm-hmm. Even Buffalo, I mean, Buffalo is not yeah. the easiest school to get in. So, yeah, and you know, uh, sometimes when you go to a school, and I've I've noticed this too with the numerous schools I've been to, you go to one, and and the school fits you, the classrooms, the teachers, like you kind of get in, and yeah, you may not be the best academically, but they help you become a decent student you know the class sizes at upper iowa are smaller so you get a little more intimate with the teachers they can help you you know along the way you know if you're struggling they're a little more lenient to like all right they're trying though you know yeah yep no it was it was a good it was just a good atmosphere i mean you're talking small town there's not a whole lot going on you've got you know you're you got a lot of time to focus on just wrestling and getting better it's that you know there was there's really nothing to do in that area as you know Mm -hmm. um you're 40 minutes from a walmart even so (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) was that drastically different than new berlin where you're from uh no i'm from 
I grew up in South New Berlin and it's, it's very small. It's smaller than Fayette, um, really rural, rural, but I mean, there's a lot more amenities closer. I, I mean, we have some bigger towns around us. I'm only like 25 minutes from Oneana and, and Norwich, which are kind of bigger towns and it, the convenience is there, but it, it's, it's still extremely rural. Yeah. Yeah. You're kind of smack dab. I looked in the center of New York. It seems like like New Berlin is like right in the middle. Yeah, um, we're kind of south south of the Adirondacks a little a little bit uh, east of Finger Lakes region um, and west of the Hudson Valley. So we're kind of just right in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was looking at your your brackets. So you were the first. Is it pronounced Unadilla Valley? Yep. The Unadilla Valley. You were the first state champ in history in school history. That's correct. Yeah, so that that must have been pretty cool. Yeah, that that was that was really neat. They um they threw a kind of a big celebration <laughs> and had a parade through town with the fire trucks and everything. Yeah. It was it was really neat. Um, yeah. Actually, those two schools, uh, it was South New Berlin and New Berlin, and they merged when I was uh, in middle school sometime. Mm-hmm. I think sixth grade. So I was the first high school class to officially officially go. Uh, they built a new facility, new school, and we were the first high school class to go freshman to seniors through that that new facility. Really? So, yeah, really nice facility. Yeah. Um, my kids go there now. So nice, cool. Um, yeah, how old are your kids now? They got um, getting... yeah, my son Riker. He's um, eight now, and I I have a daughter. She's she'll be three in July. Nice. Cool. And Kristen, your wife, how's she doing? She's doing great. Yeah. Nope. She's liking it out here. And yeah, it's a big change from Iowa. You know, we live kind of in the hills and in the woods and mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot of that in Iowa, a little bit in Northeast Iowa there, but yeah. Yeah. Cause she's from what Postville, right? She yep. Yep. Jeez. Yeah. So that's gotta be, how'd you coax her into going out to New York instead of staying around Fayette? Uh, she had visited plenty of times while we were mm-hmm. through college in the summer yeah. and everything. So she was kind of prepared and familiar and um, no, it's, it's going well out here. Cool. Good. What are you up to now? Um, currently I'm a, a supervisor for um, a taste and nutrition com- company. I work in supply chain. Um, Kristen was in uh, the medical field as a lab technician, but she actually works for the same company. Now she took a, uh, quality control supervisor position there yeah and that's starting to become i think a growing industry is the nutrition industry you know it used to be like weights and and you know strength and now it's like nutrition started to become a bigger part of everyday life not only you know athletics but everyday life you know what you put into your body is becoming more important Yeah. Yeah. And we do, we do a little bit of, of food and we do some pharma. It's uh, oh, pharma. Mm-hmm. it's pretty, it's a good place to work so far. We're, we're still fairly new. Um, I worked at Chobani Greek yogurt for uh, probably six mm-hmm. or seven years when I got out here. So mm-hmm. um, it's a recent transition, but it's been good. Yeah. Good. Good. I'm happy to hear that. Um, you know, and I'm happy to hear Kristen's doing well. So um Guess transition back to the wrestling here a little bit. You, I was looking at your high school brackets. Um, your junior year, you lost to Lou. I'm gonna try to pronounce this Rugarello. Rugarello. Yep. Um, he was a he was a real tough kid. Yeah. He, I think he ended up going to Hofstra. Um, yeah. I don't know all American. I don't know what his highest play, placement was. I think fourth or third or something like that. But. Yeah. He was a multiple time state place finisher. Um, I remember that match like it was yesterday. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He, um, I was up, I took him down first period. Um, I think we went into the second, I chose bottom. Uh, he locked up some double arm bars, which he was known for and kind of ran him over the top and I got stuck, which I wasn't, wasn't real happy with, but, um, you know, that happens sometimes, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and now, yeah, I was going to say, you know, like you just said, he went to Hofstra, he was an All-American, maybe a two-time yeah. All-American. And then your senior year, you lost to PJ Gillespie on the backside, who also All-American at Hofstra. And like, just looking at your brackets, everyone seemed to wrestle somewhere. 
whether it was division one or, you know, D three, like they're just cluttered everywhere in New York. Oh yeah. I mean, the year before that, the finals was Justin Lister, who was really successful for Binghamton as well. Um, I think he's, he's coaching at one of the D one schools. I think Cornell, he might be helping. Oh no, no, no. That's Donnie Vincent. I wrestled him in the section finals that year. So yeah, tons of, tons of really good kids. Section four was like a a breeding ground for really, really top tier athletes at the time. I mean, you got the likes of, you know, Troy Nickerson, Kyle Dake, Mm -hmm. um, JP O'Connor, who was a national champ for, um, Harvard, you know, we, there was just a ton of really good kids. Uh, we had a freestyle and Greco program in the summer called Shamrock that we'd wrestle at. And, and basically all these top tier kids from section four were getting together and banging heads year round. So, you know, iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you just listed off the guys I was just going to list off too. Dake and I saw he wrestled 96 and O'Connor and Nickerson, just some hammers. And we could go on and on about other hammers, you know, Mumbolo, wasn't he yeah. in your section too? Yeah, he was, he was a multiple time section champ and state champ. And you've got the, both the Jones boys, Art Jones, John Jones, who everybody knows, um, Art ended up playing football for a couple of different places in the, in the NFL. So mm-hmm. just a, a, a ton of really talented guys back then. Speaking of football, uh, you played football. I did for one year. I played <laughs> soccer for most of my career, yeah. but uh, I did play, play football my senior year. Were you any good? I wasn't bad. I, yeah. I, I think I had, you know, I didn't, I went into it, like I said, playing soccer for six or seven years and mm-hmm. I just wanted to try out football. I always avoided it previously because I didn't want to get injured for yeah. wrestling. And it was kind of, you know, soccer season and wrestling and football season were the only time of the year that I really took off from wrestling back then. Mm-hmm. So no, I, I think I, like we had a terrible team. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. I don't think we, we didn't win very many games, but uh, I think I rushed for over a thousand y- yards that season. Really? And, and Played both sides of the ball, cornerback and C-back, and I was the field goal kicker. And you what know, really to be expected coming from the soccer team? And oh yeah, small town. You don't have enough guy, enough guys to have a, a full defense, full offense. And mm-hmm. oh, I, had, I had a good time. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think that's why um, Padretti, You know, and we ran cross country too because our football team wasn't very good either in high school. I mean. They're decent now because they dropped a couple classes. They don't, they were in 2A. Now they're in like A or something. But that's why we didn't do it, is because they were just very bad. <laughs> but, you know, and like you said, you know, don't want to really get hurt playing, you know, for a terrible team. Yeah. But, yeah. So then you came into Upper Iowa. Um, you won two national titles. Um, was there like, could you think if one was harder to win than the other one? I know it's kind of a silly question because it's always hard to win a national title, but you know. Yeah. I mean, I would say probably the first one and the biggest factor in that was just, you know, I, I dropped back down to twenty one twenty five, and it was a big cut for me. Uh, mm-hmm. It was an extreme amount of discipline that year. Um, maybe all, you know, even the competition piece of it aside, it was just a, it was a challenging year mm-hmm. for me overall. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the second one, I, I was able to bulk back up to 133. The cuts were a lot easier. Um, you know, I had already won a national title, so you get a little bit of a confidence boost there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I would I would definitely say that the first one was was the real challenge. Did you and Pedretti flip-flop that year, right? We did, yeah, yeah. I mean, Kyle had a hard cut the year before, and then, you know, we kind of sat down with Coach Grimm, and he said, you know, this is – this is what I'm thinking. Um, you know, Kyle made 125 last year and, uh, I'd like to, you know, let you guys flip flop, just kind of to give Kyle a break on that serious weight cut. And then obviously, you know, he thought I had a real good shot at winning a national title at 125. Not that I, I maybe wouldn't have at 133, but it kind of just worked out best for the lineup on the team. Mm -hmm. So he let you guys kind of, hash it out amongst yourselves too a little bit. Like he gave you guys a little power. Yeah. Yep. For sure. I mean, we talked through it and um, we were real close, you know, we, 
wrestled every day. We're yeah. real good friends on and off the mat. So, uh, yeah, we kind of just came to the the decision, agreed with him, and I said I'd give it a shot. I didn't know if I was going to be able to get twenty to one twenty five, but yeah. um, you know, after you you do it the first five or six times, and you and you stay disciplined and eat correctly, it gets mm-hmm. it gets easier towards the end of the season. So yeah, where you didn't even because they seed the tournament, you didn't even go and seeded your that year, did you? Um. No, so that the national tournament is not necessarily seated at D2. It's the four regions. So uh, the way they do it as a first gets a fourth and us, you know. Oh, okay. Um, so I think I en- maybe entered the beginning of the season, not in the national rankings mm-hmm. or or low in the national rankings and then kind of climb my way up through throughout the season. And you would have wrestled all year at 25. <laughs> Because you wrestled, you wrestled one year all the way through, correct? And then you had two years where you did half seasons. Yes. Yep. So I would have went my red shirt year. I wrestled all year, and then mm-hmm. there there was a medical red shirt in there. Um, I had some surgeries, and then uh, there was two half years, I believe. I I believe the year I made twenty five was a full year. Yeah. It had to be tough then. It was. It was. Yeah, it was. Tough. Year. Yeah, it was a big cut. I think I, yeah. I I came into the season that year, uh, you know, weighing 153 ish, mm-hmm. and not a whole lot of fat. Obviously, in in good shape, and mm-hmm. you know, that's a that's a that's a large cut. Yeah, it adds a, a lot of complexity to to the competition. Everybody knows. Anybody who's wrestled knows that mm-hmm. cutting weight is is a uh, it's a tough thing to do. Mm-hmm. How'd you do it? <laughs> like mentally, like, you know, how did you, and physically, did you feel okay? It sounds like you, I mean, obviously you won national title, so you couldn't have felt too terrible, but. Yeah, no, I, I felt all right. I was, like I said, at first, the first few cuts were, were pretty intense. And then, you know, just a lot of support from the coaches, the mm-hmm. team, my teammates, and just having a good atmosphere around you really helps, you know, you're not the only person doing it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's that camaraderie that, you know, really gets you through those tough times. I'm not going to say there wasn't times during the season <laughs> where I was like, man, this sucks, but yeah. you know, you just got to suck it up. You're, you're being successful. You kind of use those wins that you're seeing at the tournaments as fuel. And, mm-hmm. um, after you've made it a few times, as long as you stay disciplined in your nutrition and, and your workouts and don't balloon up and, and do the whole yo-yo, the yo-yo thing, mm-hmm. that, you know, that that's the key. These guys, other, you know, a lot of guys will after a tournament on Saturday, they balloon back up 15 pounds and, yep, you know, yep. go, go through it all over again the next week. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a good term to use balloon and yo-yo. Those are good terms. Cause that's, Definitely. I think a lot of people can relate to that going up and down, you know, especially Christmas break, you know, but you guys had a tournament over Christmas break. I thought it was down in Florida. Yeah, we did. Yep. Yep. We used to go down to Fort Lauderdale for a tournament down there. Um, It was usually a few days after Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. How cool was that? Oh, it was, it was neat. You know, you get out of the cold weather Mm -hmm. um, being up in Iowa and, even when I'd come back home for Christmas and everything, it, it's, it was a good uh, break. You know, you got all the guys get down there on the beach. It's obviously <laughs> December, so it's not 80 degrees and or anything, but we were glad to see the, the 60 degree weather. Yeah. Yeah. I'd imagine so. And yeah, the beach, that'd be, that'd be nice. Sign me up for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, was that, that wasn't the national duels down there. Was it? I thought it was a dual tournament. No, it was, it's a, it was a standard tournament. Um, you know, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but, Mm -hmm. uh, there was a few, um, there was a few good schools that would travel down there, other D2 schools. And, um, it wasn't the toughest tournament we wrestled in all year, but it was a good one to kind of keep us motivated through Christmas break. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And your junior year, um, when you won your national title, you, you gave up just a couple takedowns on your way to a national title wrestler of the year. Um, you were the fifth one to win it. Is that, did that ever sink into your, you know, do you ever look back on that, that time in your career or reflect on that? 
Yeah, I do. And, you know, um, I think that, you know, as you mature as a wrestler and you start to get older and a little more wiser, um, and, you know, hone your defense and your top and uh, top and bottom parterre positions, you know, that, that speaks to a lot of that, you know, people didn't score on me. I, I think I gave mm-hmm. up maybe one takedown all year. Um, <clears throat> you know, obviously stay offensive. You see, you know, the most successful guys are constantly going forward, but, uh, you know, you just make those mistakes when you're younger in your career. And, um, as you continue to get better, you know, defense is, is a, is a big part of the game. It's a big transition from, from high school to, to college wrestling at, at any level. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that transition. Was it, was it a big transition for you as you were wrestling the competition in New York? And we already kind of go, went over this to come to the D2 level. I know there's still a, a gap between the wrestlers or, you know, the competition, but you were still wrestling some pretty, pretty tough competition out East. Yeah. You know, I think the, the biggest transition is kind of, you're, you're going out on your own, you're living by yourself, mm. you're, you're doing everything and that, you, you know, you're doing everything for yourself that, you know, you might've been living at home and having your parents help with a lot of things. And, um, and obviously in high school, you have those really good kids, but I, I don't think the depth is there. Like it is in college, you know, you go to, you go to these open tournaments and you've got the top five, six kids in the bracket are all state champions from wherever they're from in the, in the country. You know, I think the, the first open I wrestled for upper Iowa was somewhere up in Minnesota first round. The kid I wrestled was like a five-time state champ. Um, and, <laughs> And, you know, that's, it's something you don't see at the, at the local tournaments, you know, who your hammers are and you get to the state tournament, you've got a, a little bit of depth there, but yeah, every tournament at, at, at the college level is, is deep. You've got mm-hmm. good kids. Yeah. How big of a transition is it to go from six minutes to seven minutes? Is that like a three minute first period? Is that, is that that big of a deal? I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Um, I think even when you're training for six minutes, most of the time, the top tier wrestlers are training to wrestle 10, you know, it, yeah. it wasn't that big of a difference. Um, you know, college brings in a little bit more strategy. You got to learn, learn how to wrestle on the edge of the mats and, and they, you know, the rules were changing and evolving every year with takedowns yeah. and you get to high in high school, you know, one foot or each person has one foot out, they're calling it, you know, in college, it's all about action. I think mm-hmm. you're starting to see that kind of trickle down to the high school level now. Um, you know, every year the rules are changing to, to promote more action. And, you know, that was another part of that transition there. But like I said, I had that, that down year between high school and and college also, where I was going to these opens and and Mm -hmm. competing with these guys. So I think that kind of helped as well. How much did it help? Do you think having that down year as opposed to going right in to college wrestling? You know, I, I, it, it was a tough, it's a toss up, right? Cause you're mm-hmm. constantly me- mentally, you're going, man, I really should be there wrestling for a school. And I'd be at these open tournaments and people are going, why are you unattached? You know, you're placing <laughs> against these, these really good D one kids. And, um, you know, that was a little bit of a struggle, struggle men- mentally, but mm-hmm. from a, you know, a physical aspect, I was still competing with, you know, the uh, freestyle and Greco team here in New York. And, um, you know, wrestling against that, that top tier competition with really nothing to lose. So it gave me a a good expectation to, to prepare for, you know, what I was going to see at the college level when I did get in there the next year. Mm -hmm. And when you finally chose up Iowa, did, did like Grim reach out to you? Did you know Mumblo? Did he kind of help recruit you come on over or, you know, how did that kind of um, so where I'm looking for like the relationship start or marriage, you know? Yeah. So Tyler came home. I don't remember if it was for the summer or just a couple of weeks to visit. And, uh, we were hanging out and, you know, I had known Tyler for a long time and he was aware of my situation, kind of knew my background and said, Hey, you still haven't, you know, selected anywhere to go. Time's getting short. He contacted Grim. And uh, Grim reached out to me and yeah, I think it was two or three weeks before school started. He's like, yeah, well, you know, we don't, we'll fly out and flew me out. I got to see Fayette and we got up in the room and me and Grim wrestled a little bit and (laughs) 
he was he was interested and you know he he let me know that they were out of scholarship money for the year but he was willing to to take me onto the team so and I, I was really hungry to to get a spot on on a team and and you know continue my career so yeah and so you you redshirted and um yeah you didn't have a scholarship that that's kind of just uh that's crazy how how tough was that for you uh you know I, I, it wasn't really tough i as far as not having the scholarship it was just you know student loans and all of that but you know it was great i feel like i made big strides that year and in, in my strength and conditioning and and technique you know you kind of every time you pair up with a new coach um at least in my experience i i had several coaches throughout my career and you know you're always pick up new variances new just new tricks new tips and you kind of meld all of those styles together um take what works for you and you know that was that was kind of my experience going to upper iowa i was you know i it was just another another look at wrestling another another viewpoint Mm-hmm. kind of absorb all of that information. Yeah. And so when you got there, was that Pedretti's first year also? You guys were in the same recruiting class? It was. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> nice. So you get there, you win a national, two national titles, and then your senior year, unfortunately, didn't go the way you wanted to, you know, um, how, how were you able to bounce back from that? Just, you know, Obviously yeah. disappointing, and I, you know, don't want to bring up any skeletons yeah. in the closet. But you know, um, just for anyone else out there who, you know, doesn't go their way their senior year like they want, they thought it would. Yeah, you know, it's tough. You go, you go through your your whole college career, and you're bound to have a few injuries here or there. Um, I was unfortunate to, you know, the timing of my injuries was was pretty unfortunate to be have, you know, three or four weeks downtime right before the regional tournament, not really able to train to the, to the fullest of my ability. And, um, you know, and then re-injuring it in the regional finals that year. Um, it, it was tough, you know, I, I would have liked to go up, you know, gone out with that third national title, but you know, it's not always going to work out that way for you. And, um, it's, it's a big thing. College wrestling, trying to stay healthy is a big portion of, of, being successful. You know, I, I don't know how many guys you see out there, you know, I don't know if you're ever at a hundred percent, you're always going to have the bangs and, and bruises and just hope you can prepare yourself well enough not to take a serious injury. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you look at just across, yeah, wrestling and the, especially those bigger tournaments like nationals and super regionals, you know, at the end of it, I, you know, how many guys are taped up bandaged, you know, their heads taped, you know, they got black eyes. I mean, it's, it's as close to a war as you can get. Yeah. yeah it builds character though. <laughs> yeah. Well, what character has it built in you? Would you say? Yeah. I, you know, I think wrestling transitions well, you, and anybody who's been around wrestling has heard it, you know, I think it's the Dan Gable quote, once wrestled mm-hmm. all else in life is easy. <laughs> you know, it transitions well into um, the real world, you know, hard work, determination, discipline, you know, it all breeds success, no no matter what you're doing. If you can take those values away from wrestling and, and apply it to, to life beyond wrestling, you know, you can be extremely successful. Yeah. And I, I think I'll also, you know, want to note that division two is tough wrestling too. You know, everyone gets caught up in division one and, but there's some hammers in division two. And so, similar to the division one where you win a national title doesn't guarantee you won the next year. You know, if you win two, doesn't guarantee you won next year. There's always somebody coming for you. Oh, that's, that's for sure. Yeah. You've got to stay on top of your game. You've got to constantly be getting better. You know, we, we always used to say, if you're not getting better every day, you're getting worse. So um, (laughs) that's true. True statement. (laughs) I mean, Yeah. Obviously, if you're not getting better, you're not getting you're getting something and it's not better. So it's probably worse. I mean, they had a great team while you were there. Upper Iowa did. They got fourth. Um, Was that your sophomore year? Because you won it. And uh, Eggers, Travis Eggers won it. Or did he get second that year? 
Uh, I think he was he was second the second. year. Um, I believe he was second that year. I, okay. I believe the year that they took fourth, I actually I actually might not have been in the lineup. That may have been the year that I redshirted or okay. not injury injury redshirted. Um, so yeah, that was that was with me out of the lineup. Did they get year. third the next year then with you in the lineup? You I believe. Pedretti, so. Yeah. You know, I think you got you won it. I think Pedretti got third or sixth maybe. Yeah. Yep. And you guys, yeah, you guys were. I mean, there was some tough kids on that team. I mean, yeah. Across the board, we had a lot of good guys. For you know, obviously, I already mentioned Travis Eggers. He was a hammer. So, yeah. And I don't know. I can't even remember how many All Americans we had that year. But I, I think we sent almost the full line lineup to the national tournament oh. that year. It was like like seven or eight guys out of the ten. So. And you guys wrestled in one of the tougher super regionals, one that, you know, maybe the toughest super regional. Yeah. I, I mean, at least, at least when I was there, mm-hmm. I would say that, that, that probably was the toughest super region. Um, you'd get the most all Americans and national champions out of there <laughs> pretty much every year. Yeah. Um, and that was when winding down, I think Nebraska Omaha was their program, unfortunately was getting cut right around that time. Um, Yep, so, they were in the mix there for the first couple of years of it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what year they cut out, but um, no, I remember they were a dominant force in D2 and the Super Region. You know, that they were a really good team. Yeah, do you still um, do you still kind of keep tabs on Upper Iowa and what's going on up here in Fayette? Or I do. I like to – I check in every once in a while. Um see how the team's progressing, how the guys are doing um, mm-hmm. when I can, you know, it, I see they've had a couple of pretty tough guys go through the lineup since I've left. And uh, yeah. no, it's good to see. It's good to mm-hmm. see that they're still producing some, some successful guys. Yeah. What, what are you up to in terms of wrestling right now? Uh, you know, you have your son Riker, he said he's eight. Is he rolling around on the mat any at all or <laughs> Yeah, he's he's starting to get interested. He's uh, got him in a peewee program this year. He hasn't done any tournaments, but just Mm -hmm. doing some practice, um, you know, kind of making it fun. And I'm not not big on, you know, trying to push it because I know Mm -hmm. I know what kind of lifestyle it is. And if you're going to be successful, you have to like it. So Mm -hmm. um, I didn't start really until I was 12. So I'm not not in a huge rush to get him. (laughs) really serious right now but i've been doing that and um actually recently been asked to referee quite a bit i did really not last weekend but the three weekends before that i, I did a few peewee tournaments and just helped <laughs> out it was fun you know just yeah. getting back in there back on the mat watching the kids wrestle i had a good time yeah nice are you uh coaching anytime or are you just is that is that kind of you know, it's interesting how, yeah, some people can just kind of put that behind them and just focus on, you know what, I don't really care. My kid's going to do it, you know? Yeah. You know, I've been asked a few times to coach um, locally, some club teams and and helping out. Um, and even more so now that I'm getting back into the scene and being, you know, approached at the tournaments and, and things like that. Um it was a big, big issue with time and work-life balance and stuff over the past few years. I was on 12-hour nights there for a while, but now I have a, wow. a more normal schedule and, um, you know, just standard day shift, five days a week. So, you know, as he gets older and and uh, now that I'm back on kind of a normalized schedule, I think I'll continue to get more heavily involved. Yeah. How was it? You mentioned kind of you started wrestling at age 12. What was it like for you growing up, you know, wrestling? Was your were you heavily involved in it? When did you get involved in it? Um, you know, things like that. Yeah. So I actually went out for wrestling in third grade. Um, didn't really like it. You know, I, I <laughs> yeah. didn't. It wasn't wasn't my thing. And then I was yeah, I got it up into middle school started to get a little bit more mature, um, went back out for the team. And then, you know, from that time on, I really just hit it hard. I really, I enjoyed it. Um, from the first year all the way through, I was wrestling year round, you know, putting in as many matches as I can. I think the first year I wrestled, I went maybe 500, you know, win, win some, lose some. Um, 
<clears throat> then I started going to camps in the summer. I did a couple of the chair toe gold medal intense training camps and continued to get better and had a lot of really good guys in the area. Like we talked about before. And, um, you know, after that first year from there to the, you know, onto the rest of my career, I think I maybe lost 40 matches all the way through college. So it was, you know, I kind of took to it quick. I liked it and made it a priority and it was, uh, it was good. I ended up being pretty successful. <laughs> yeah, I would say. Um, when you look back over your career as a whole, what, what would you describe it as? Yeah. I mean, I, I would look at it as a, as a success. Um, for me, mm-hmm. I, I don't think a lot of guys get the opportunity, you know, out of thousands and thousands of people that go out there, you know, starting in peewees and traveling all over, you know, I was lucky enough to, you know, I, I feel like some of it might've been natural talent and then obviously put in the hard work and mm-hmm. staying disciplined and, and, uh, you know, wrestling year round. And, and my parents were, I was fortunate enough to have parents that were willing to, you know, take me every weekend and we're traveling to Pennsylvania and New Jersey and, and, and all over the place every weekend to these tournaments and putting me into camps and giving me the opportunity to, to be around, you know, Olympians and, and and the best in the business. So, you know, it was a, it was a great experience. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, it never really goes away. You, You take a lot of that with you. And even me being off the mat for the last eight to 10 years, you know, you still think about it. It still influences your daily life and you never really get away with it. You know, I'm getting sucked back in now. <laughs> yeah. so. I was going to just ask, is that fire still kind of burn? I mean, does it ever go away? Yeah. I don't, I don't think that ever goes away. I think that's with you forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be cool. Do you have any plans for um, your younger daughter to now that women's wrestling is starting to become a bigger, bigger sport? you know, is that something maybe she might be interested in or since she's three, you're just like, Hey, just let her play with, <laughs> you know, her toys yeah. and watch TV. Yeah. Whatever. I'm not opposed to it, you know, and uh, you know, she's been coming down with my wife to the, to the tournaments and my mm-hmm. son kind of watching while I was refereeing. So if she wants to, if she <laughs> wants to get out there, then I'll, I'll be there to support. Yeah. Nice. That that's, that's great. You know, um, sometimes getting lost in this is kind of the, the dads who kind of, you know, push or whatever, but it seems like you're just kind of, if they like it, they do. If they don't, you know, wrestling isn't, it's your thing. It's not necessarily their thing. Yeah. And sometimes you know, the line gets blurred with that. Yeah. And if they want to, you know, don't get me wrong. If, if they get serious about it, you know, we've got the tools that, yeah. and, and, you know, we'll, we'll get serious about it. But like you said, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna force that. And especially at this age, I, I feel it's better just to, to make it a, an enjoyable experience. And yeah, you know, if you like it, you like it. And if not, well, then so be it. Well, it's interesting. Cause you said that you didn't like it at first. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah. And, and, and I was young then. So mm-hmm. and I kind of got into it at an age where you know, 12 years old for some people might seem really late. I, you know, yeah. I was in there against guys who been wrestling since they were four years old and they were however many time peewee national champions mm-hmm. and every and everything. And I don't like to say that, you know, kids get burnt out because I think, you know, that depends on, you know, the mindset and, and how you feel about it. But I know I personally, I, I had a lot of kids around me who I wrestled all the way up through with and they were really, really successful at, at a young age. And by the time that they were juniors, seniors in high school, they were just, you know, they were over it. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know what you attribute that to. Cause it's not everyone. You look at people like Kyle Dake, he did it since the time he was, you know, walking and he was doing the same thing, traveling all over the place. And, and he just loved it. You know, he ate it up. So you get guys like that, which are, you know, one in a million, but you know, you also have those kids that get real, real serious, real, real young. And, you know, they seem to, on occasion lose interest by the time it's it's high school and college that's an interesting point you bring up because since i've been starting doing this more times than not the people i've been talking to 
did not start when they were younger. They were not these hammers going all over all the time. You know, they were just like, just like you, you know, they started a little later, you know, one guy I talked to started in seventh grade. He went in jeans to his first wrestling practice, (laughs) you know, and now he's an all American. Like, so yeah, I don't think there's really a recipe for, for that. No, I would agree. I don't think that, you know, I don't think there is a recipe and I don't know what you can attribute that to, whether it's, you know, they always say it's, it's harder to, you know, break bad habits than it is to create good ones. And maybe, maybe Uh, when you're a little older, it's, it's easy to create, it's easy to create those good habits, you know, when you're very young and uncoordinated. Um, I don't know, maybe you develop some bad habits there. I I don't know. That's interesting. That's, that's a good point that you say that. Um, were, were you like the first one to wrestle in your family? Like, did your dad wrestle or was it just something you did? No, my, my dad wrestled, um, some in high school. He was, you know, he was pretty successful, uh, locally. Uh, he didn't really have the, the support and the, and the people behind him that I did. So mm-hmm. he wasn't, he didn't have the opportunity to travel and, and, and do all that. Um, but you know, locally he was, he was, he was pretty tough and he had definitely had a, a vested interest in wrestling in the community and, um, was a, he was a big supporter throughout my career. So, uh, did he do what you kind of talk about with your, your son, you know, was he just someone that just let you try it and you liked it if you didn't, you didn't, or. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have a whole lot of push, you know, it was kind of just, he was, he was there to facilitate and, Mm -hmm. um, it, it was very similar. He just realized that when I was getting back into it the second time that it you know, I had a lot of interest. I was really enjoying it. And mm-hmm. then we got serious and, and it was, you know, all downhill from there. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like, I feel like that's also something that happens is like, you got the wrestling dad who doesn't want to force it. And then all of a sudden the kid comes to them and goes, all right, I, I want to get serious and boom. All right, let's do this. You know, it's like a light switch turns on or something like they're just all. I think the dad's just as giddy as the kid, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard. You, the kids grow up even, even when we say, you know, you don't push them along, but they grow up hearing stories about their dad wrestling or this or that it, it's, you know, subconsciously or whatever it is, it's going to, it's going to create something going on up there that they're going to, they're going to at least want to try it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, are you able to find any of your matches from like when you were wrestling in college or, high school i know i looked and um i think i found a couple but it was it was kind of hard to track you down to find some videos yeah it's tough um you know i had a couple of cds and stuff that that you know we used to put together in college that uh we'd use to review video and Mm -hmm. and kind of reflect after the matches so i i do have a couple there um and high school, we had a couple of, you know, my parents were constantly taking the video camera. Oh, yeah, so oh, yeah. We've got some from when I was real young and, and some from high school. And, you know, it, it, it is surprising, though. It's I've done the same thing, just trying to look back and see if there's anything on the on the Internet to to watch. And mm-hmm. no, it's tough to find. Yeah. Did but you do any? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Said, the, you know, the information age and technology and everything's just kind of getting better and better. So, you know, it just wasn't there when I was real young. Mm -hmm. And now, now I think, you know, everybody, everybody coming up through probably has almost every match on video. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, um, even this year I was able to watch the division two national finals. Um, and in the past it was pretty hard to find. I know trying to find Travis Eggers when he was going through and wrestling was kind of difficult. Um, so yeah, I had a question. I forgot. Um, yeah, sorry. Um, anyway, yeah. Um, do you have anything else? Um, (laughs) no, not specifically. Yeah. Just kind of, you know, I guess my whole takeaway from, from this is just the, 
you know, again, you know, wrestling is a great sport and it, it's a great community and, mm-hmm. you know, it's good to see that, you know, it, it continues to expand. Like you mentioned earlier, yeah. the, the women's wrestling's getting bigger. I think what they say, Iowa just got, do they have a women's program now? I heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you'll see, obviously Iowa has one and I think you'll see, um, the bigger schools like Penn state and stuff probably adopt that as well and give, give more, um, opportunity to, to the girls who want to do it. And it's just great to see the sport continue to grow. You know, I, I know they talked about taking out of the Olympics and stuff, um, yeah. a few years ago and, and, you know, I think that would be a big disservice to, to the sport. And, um, now I, it's a small community, but it's, it's a, it's a special community. Yeah. That's a good word to use. Special. It is, it is special really. Um, well, I appreciate you taking some time to sit down and chat with me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah, yeah, thanks. We'll see you later. Right, bye. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. I want to give a special thanks to my guest, Trevor Franklin, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also check me out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat to hear more of my content. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Take care, and we will see you next time. Breaking the G-Bow.